love you. Well, gentlefolk, ladies and men, thank you for coming back to the couch with us today. I was almost about to break into the song, but then I reversed real quick. But it's uh, it's time. We're so happy to have you back to the couch so that you could you could forget reality. It's all just an amalgamation of, of systemic pr- programs and procedures anyways. It's it's just it's icky. It, it just feeds on you. So just just kick back, let it all go. Forget about the real world. That's and right. listen to us talk about the matrix. Uh-huh. I am the green traveler from Gorsh and I am a program. Uh but you don't have to worry about me and we'll get more into what the programs do in later movies, yeah, you, I guess. This is a kinda, playlist. Kinda, ooh, it is indeed a new playlist. Yeah, what do I kind of? Oh, I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna say you. You kind of do uh, seem. You, you're very similar to Agent Smith, at least in yeah. the second and third films. Yeah, you. You really. Oh man. Yeah. Were you like the first program for him? Is that like is the government working from you to him, or is it from him to you? Oh well, I mean, are you even related? I'm not really supposed to tell how you know much the Matrix is you know influenced by truth mm. because well, for one, I don't want to hurt the audience's brains. You know, yeah, yeah that, it gets confusing. It does, yeah. They have to make that choice, that classic yeah. red pill, blue pill choice. And I got to tell you guys, if you choose the red pill, like, Zion is just as sucky as it seems in the movie. So, like, you, yeah. you best just stay I mean, in the Matrix. Why not just <laughs> operate from in here? Honestly, things later in the series make me not want to do that. <laughs> so, and we're talking about the mattress and it is Matt a good, the, it's a good good movie from a long time ago this is my yeah, childhood. turn of the century this is literally i was um yeah i was seven and yeah, i'm pretty sure i didn't see it when i was seven i'm i'm pretty sure that i was not allowed to um yeah but I, I did eventually i remember it being very popular in school i remember like hearing the older kids talk about it. I don't remember I don't I definitely didn't see it in theaters. No. But I I, I feel like it wasn't very long after release that we just rented it. Right. I just don't remember when that would have been. I don't remember how old I would have um, been, but like I don't think my parents were worried about this movie. You remember me talking about my stepmom, right? From yeah, yeah. from long ago. So uh this was one of the movies that she was certain God was talking to her through oh uh, yeah so this one was actually in my house and had a lot of watches and i was not mad about it <laughs> like yeah this movie's awesome what so, i did get mad about was, was when she decided to study it and like would pause it and watch the same scene over and over again that'd be something and i'm assuming it wasn't the fight scenes no typically yeah. not no. Yeah, it was the more exposition heavy, yeah. the 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 scientific dump scenes as I call them. <laughs> I do recall now that she read Dianetics at one point just because she was curious, and then she yeah. burnt the book. So <laughs> good choice on that one, I guess. 
Yeah, she reads some Molochra and simulations by uh, oh, what the the French what philosopher? I don't remember what's his fuck. Uh, I have it written down somewhere. Jean Baudrillard. That's uh, no. yeah, that's that's the book that most of the the themes of the Matrix comes from. Uh, Lily oh. and yeah, Lily and Lana Wachowski. They are our directors and writers. I I love them. Right. They are great uh, directors. Um, we'll, we'll t- I'll talk a little bit more about them soon, but they forced everyone on set, maybe just the actors. It might've just been the actors, but they forced all of them. Their homework was to read and understand Simulacra and Simulations by Jean Baudrillard, uh, and be able to explain the plot of the matrix if asked about it. Oh God. They, they ensured, yeah, they ensured that the actors had to get this. And like some of the actors were just like, oh my God, this is a struggle because like, the, but we'll, we'll get into the, the, the theology of the matrix here soon. But yeah, um, yeah it's, it is something. it is a heady concept. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I feel like this is the movie that I'm the most familiar with. Uh, because she oh, didn't, I, I, I guess God wasn't talking to her in the other two movies because we didn't watch them. Well, no, movies. yeah, yeah. The the other two, even though they go more <laughs> in depth into the themes. <laughs> uh, so, anyhow, this movie, uh, we have Neo, played by the immortal Keanu Reeves, and Woo. he uh, <laughs> he is a computer programmer hacker super genius kind of guy uh and he goes down the rabbit hole we'll say uh following this like command that came through his computer yeah and he meets trinity played by carrie ann moss who then leads him to morpheus played by Lawrence fishborn and then we have the iconic scene where he has to choose the pill. And what happens? Well, the pill is just a metaphor that they're going to tell you that immediately. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's, the beauty, that's the beauty of this movie. It's very upfront. It's it's on the nose about yes. things. Uh, they even do that with the whatever the, the, the fourth one, uh, Matrix Rebooted. Uh, Resurrection. Yes. Resurrections, thank you. Yeah. yeah, they have a very on the nose scene, but it's even more funny than that. And I can't wait to talk about that. They have a that. couple. They have a couple more on the nose scenes for that one. Yeah. So Morpheus and Trinity reveal to Neo that the world in which he lives is just a simulation. I feel like I'm not lying anything for anybody. That is the, the plot is of the lie. Matrix. The pie is a lie. And then uh, there is also a lot of talk about Neo being the one, the one who is going to save uh, these human crops for the machines uh, from the machines. Yeah, and if you need any evidence that he is indeed the one, you just scramble his name, Neo, and you'll find the one in there. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) I never noticed! (gasps) yeah it's it's hilarious it's it's i mean that's that's the wachowskis they're they're very well specifically around the matrix they're they weren't trying to make this concept any harder than it had to be to accept 
It's, <laughs> it's all presented so very simply, and, and I love them for it. It's one of the movies that I would we could safely say changed cinema. I think this oh, really described what movies were in the 2000s, uh, especially yeah. if they were in the vein of sci-fi. Uh, so it's a very important flick. And, you know, I got to say, like, I'm sure there's people who have gone on and on about The Matrix because right. it is that that iconic of a film. But there should be some things that we we could talk about just to get our oh, yeah. opinion Stamp out of, there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I don't want to yeah, beat it, a dead it's... horse either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I've never gotten to talk about it. So, I, at the oh, same really? time, I don't give a – it's like I don't give a damn that other people have talked about it. I'm going to fucking talk about it. Well, there you go. <laughs> okay. But, like, any, any cyberpunk sci-fi – has basically tr- been trying to emulate what the Matrix pulled off. Sure. Like, that they, they, they're they iconic for bullet time. So, immediate shout out to uh, uh, John Gaeta and, uh, oh, I can't remember if Bill Pope was the cinematographer for this one or the next one. Oh, um, I'll look it up. Yeah. Let me know Bill who the Pope. cinematographer is. Yeah, Bill Pope. Awesome. Bill Pope. Yeah. He, uh, John Gaeta did the visual effects. So, bullet time, if you're not familiar, it's when, you know, a bullet's coming at Neo and he basically moves faster than time and they slow down everything around him while he's moving at a similar speed as to, you know, real time. Right. And how how they did that, um, I mean, there was already bullet time technique that was already being used. I don't know if it was called bullet time at the time, you know, when Matrix came out, but Matrix made it bullet time, if not. Uh, but they surround the subject, typically it's Neo, uh, with cameras, like hundreds of cameras. Yeah. And in all those cameras take numerous photos, fractions of a second after each other, and it, it basically makes this one moment into like 12,000 frames per second. Yeah. Which your typical, your typical uh, frame per second is like 24 or 48. I can't remember what's being used nowadays. But- it's much, much, much more than your normal capturing of a scene. And then they would right. just, you know, they would edit out all the cameras. They would do some visual effect works in the back. John Gaeta, again, amazing job. Uh, but it's just, it's beautiful. And it definitely improved, you know, kind of slow-mo technology, I would say, for yeah. for films and how they utilized it. To give this uh, just uh, a little bit more of a... A visual picture i always uh get the image of a mini armed god when they do the bullet time stuff because there's yeah. these there's these after images for when when they move like like you you gave like a, fl- a frame per second for it but i feel like some people might not quite get what that means but there's so many pictures crammed into one moment that yeah. there's all these after images that are following the Neo specifically when when he yeah. slows down time in this way. It's pretty cool. And it's it's yeah, it's fucking beautiful. I love how they did it. Specifically in this movie, it still holds up. This again, it's like a twenty three year old movie now. And oh God. You know, I don't know, you watch you go back and you watch uh Terminator 
which you know changed right. a lot for action cinema back in the, in 1980 or whatever. I can't remember the year it came out. I don't but know. you I go back to that, that, and the the CGI is a little goofy. It's very dated, and like you know the 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 Terminator is moving around when he's been burnt, and it's just a mm. the metal frame, and it's kind of just goofy, and you're laughing at it a bit. This one it still holds up really well. They have a lot of scenes where you know pedestrians within the matrix within this simulation uh they'll come across the i don't know what you would call neo's crew um uh they're the crew of the nebuchadnezzar um that's right yeah and, and which is, we which should is maybe talk about ship. yeah we should maybe even give them a uh a shout out we got cypher played by joe panto liano um we have tank played by marcus chong we have apoc played by julian arahanga mouse by matt doran switch by belinda mcclory and dozer i believe is the final played by anthony ray parker Nice. Yeah, and I sadly forgot what I was saying before that. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're okay. But like uh oh when whenever Neo's crew, um, all those the Nebuchadnezzar crew, uh if if they're near if they're in the matrix and like there's a pedestrian nearby the agents of the matrix, like the the computer, I don't know what their metaphor specifically is, like the the kind of like U virus protectors and stuff yeah, like that. They're kind of like they're kind of like the matrix immune system uh, antibodies. Yeah, I yeah, and they'll they will take have. over the nearby pedestrians to you know to go after the Nebuchadnezzar crew. And when they do that, like the 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 actor who is playing the pedestrian, their face will just like morph and yeah. like shift, and it's it's hilarious, and it like kind of stretches like a arm, uh, one of those Armstrong dolls, right? Um, and then it snaps into the Adrian's face, and right. those effects are still good. It, like, it the, still they're works. Goofy. I think why why it still works so well is because it it breaks reality and this yeah. is a virtual reality we're dealing with so that's why it, it really w- still works because it looks fake <laughs> yeah there and, i feel like there's times later in the series where they go a little bit more over the top with the effects yeah. and it doesn't it doesn't work even though you're in this fake reality for me right anyways. yeah i can no i totally agree with you it's it's very it, it, not to say it gets old, but they like they utilize that kind of idea a little right. too much later on. Um, but it really works but in, in this one. I I don't really have any problem with the effects in this one. No, no, I don't either. It's it's fucking <laughs> just beautiful. And so with with Neo being the one, what that typically t- basically means is he is like prophesied. By another computer program known as the Oracle. Right. Uh, she has prophesied that Neo will, what, save everyone from the Matrix? I don't know the specific prophecy. I just know he's like a Jesus figure. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's definitely the savior allegory, which is why 
it was watched so much in my household. And right. I would say that the the prophecy was that he was supposed to be the one who could control the matrix. I think that was it. And it, that was yeah. supposed to be. Uh, and in doing use... so, would he free everybody? Yes. I believe that's what they're hinting at, but I think they kind of muddy it in the, the next couple yeah. of months. So that's hard to say. I always, I always fucking for, like forget the, the mumbo jumbo of the film. Like right. it's still very entertaining, but there's, there are a lot of exposition dump scenes throughout the whole franchise that I'm just kind of oh, like, right. okay. But yeah. even, like when I'm watching it, I'm totally good with it. But I don't yeah, retain yeah. all that information. It's just right. I don't yeah. retain it all. Not especially yeah. not after like I've watched this movie a lot. But like you know, it's not something I, I retain much. Uh, much of the the as I call it the mumbo jumbo. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of it, but it, at the same time, again, it's not uninteresting it's very very fascinating the first time you watch it i mean which i'm pretty sure most of our listeners have probably watched this film but like when you when you hear about all of it it's kind of just like yeah i i can get it in the moment i can get it i can understand but i don't know i don't philosophize upon it afterwards sure um, i forgot where i was going with that again i'm Dang not it. sure but you know what one of my favorite <laughs> things to do is Philosophicate. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> I also love just making up words and then not right. being able to say them right. Philosophicate. Philosophicate. Yeah. So the but, Matrix. There's a lot of philosophicating yeah. going on, uh, and the. Man, I don't, I guess I don't want to give anything away if you truly haven't seen this movie. I mean, right. we, we talked about the majority of the plot. We should maybe mention you mentioned the agents, but we didn't really talk about Hugo Weaving. No, we haven't. Oh yeah. my god, I love. So him. we should talk about Hugo. Yeah, he's fucking. He's pretty. Uh, he brings a weird humor to the film that's yeah. also kind of intimidating <laughs> like, yeah he is so intense as agent smith is particularly in this mr first anderson and and i think it's also because he hasn't he's he's still quite young in this movie so right. like when i was re-watching it i was remembering his face from the other two movies but it's not it's this, <laughs> it's this little young hugo face and right and it's even more Very intense handsome. somehow. It's more intense. It really is. Yeah. And it, it, it is, even makes sense. Like, I mean, he doesn't like look too much older in the next two, but I mean, he has, you know, right. some, somewhat aged, but it's, I don't know. It makes sense in the next two also that he would look a little older just because of, yeah. and we'll talk that we'll of, talk of it when we get happens. there, of course. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But here, yeah, it's, it's really kind of intimidating because he also kind of seems like a mad program like he's a little bit right. um m more driven than the other ones the other ones are just like well gotta stop neo and he's just like i need to kill neo <laughs> i need to kill him <laughs> yes mr uh, anderson mr anderson i love just how he Agent says those Smith. words yes I, I it he just he really heightened the character which really worked for this program right. 
and um, Agent Smith, he he stands out from the other programs, like you say said, and I think that that's very interesting, and it's the it's the first look at that concept really because we're not really told what I feel like what the Oracle is at this point. Yeah. Um, but it's the yeah, first that, look that at is that, a that second that, movie reveal. Yeah. Sorry. But that that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I think. Oops. Um, but I do feel like it's our very very first look that these programs kind of have a personality of their own. Yeah. And yeah. and that's really like a big focus of the later films. So uh, I kind of yeah. appreciate that it's already built in there. Yeah, it's nice and planting of the idea. Mm. And uh, his whole character in this, and the action scenes too, because most of I'm sure they had stunt doubles, of course, but it does seem like most of them did their own fighting. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, they were all. uh, I want to give a shout out to the choreographer, Um, Lana and Lily Wachowski. They really, they were really inspired by uh, Japanese animation and martial arts films. And so they really wanted to bring that kind of idea into the fighting of this. So they hired a, a fight choreographer, Yuen Wuking, <laughs> and and he worked with all of the main actors like specifically. So I, this is just this is just ripped completely from Wikipedia. So stick with me. <laughs> <laughs> but they uh, he worked with each actor's specific strengths. So um, Keanu Reeves was in an accident, or he had an operation, I guess, oh. to. To fix a previous um, herniated disc. And after that operation, he wasn't supposed to do much kicking. So there's a lot there's a lot less kicking from Keanu Reeves in this film than in the next two. Yes. But there is still some. in the next two. I was going to say, yeah. I remember a particular scene where he kicks and his legs up there for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, but Yuen Wuping worked with Reeves' diligence. Because Reeves was constantly like, I can do this, I can do more, let me do more. Even though I'm recovering from a surgery, I want to do more. And it's just like, you know, that's the kind of actor he is. He always wants to right. keep the challenge going, which I respect. Um, so, you know, the choreographer worked with that. Uh, Fishburne, he, he says he worked with Fishburne's resilience. He worked with uh, Hugo Weaving's precision. And uh, Carrie Ann Moss's grace. So, he tried to work all of that into their fight choreography and it really does just kind of come across uh, just really well because the fight scenes in this movie are phenomenal. They are so fun. They're so good. And like, yeah. Uh, and the the Wachowskis utilized, uh, I think it's called Wire. Uh, let me let me find my yeah Wire Foo. It's called Wire Foo, <laughs> uh, which is a, a Hong Kong cinema thing where you know it's like you know people are flying in the air kind of thing and they're just hovering there for a long time it's wire food they use wires and it's just it's so fun i love i love these kind of fight scenes these are the yeah these are the kind of martial arts films that i love a little taste of the impossible it's great for movies um yeah and there are some just great great fighting scenes with all the characters but man i really love watching Lawrence fishburne fight and I have to yeah. make an apology right now because it's been over a year that we've been doing this job, and 
also just a long, long time of me appreciating Mr. Fishburne's stuff that, and I just noticed that it's Fishburne and not Fishborn, so I, I really apologize. Honestly, yeah, I've always, I've always written it down as Fishburne, and or sorry, I've always written it down as Fishborn, crossed it out, and then wrote in fish, written Fishburne. And then not known which way to pronounce it because I've heard oh, so many is, people introduce him on shows. Maybe it is Fishborn and it's just spelled with the U and I've just spelt it wrong. Well, but either way, I, I, I apologize no for not yeah. knowing. Uh, his, his name is Lawrence Fishborn the Third. Also, ooh, but yeah. it's it's fun because they they all have like. Um, there are like specific fight styles that they switch between, and I think Fishburn, Fishburn or Fishborn, sorry Lawrence, um, his fight style changes, like how he shifts between them, is just like the I don't know. There's something so fascinating about it because you can see him changing his styles. Like it, the others, still you can kind of pull it, like see it when they do it. If if you're you know if you've watched it enough or if you're just paying attention during Keanu Reeves scenes. <laughs> but like I think Lawrence is the one who broadcasts those shifts the best because yeah. you just you know he's he's kind of training Neo and you can watch it and I mean I don't know you might be able to learn from it but you can <laughs> watch and learn like I'm, you you're not going to be able to do what they do okay people no. for one wires for two <laughs> you you can't just learn it in thirty seconds in a simulation I'm sorry no no sadly not. But that 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 fight scene, uh, the training scene between Neo and Morpheus, that's like one of the best in in the movie. I love them in the in the, in the little dojo where they yeah. just like tear that crap apart. That's oh, a pretty a good fun scene. scene. And, and they and they come back to it later on too. It's pretty. Yeah. Good. Should we do yeah. closing statements? Uh yes, I think I am absolutely ready. Um, I want to say up front. Before I give my score and everything, Will Smith made a terrible choice. He was approached he was... initially oh as Neo. That honestly and could it, have worked really well. Yeah, and, and in that in that version, Val Kilmer would have been Morpheus. So oh. it kind of put him in a very weirdly <laughs> interesting know. film. I yeah, think I don't know. I would have been better with Lawrence and Will together. Yeah, I can. I, I mean, I love Keanu Reeves. I, I'm happy with what yes, we got. Yes, I'm happy with I what think we it got. Would, yeah. It would have been very interesting, though, if yes. Will Smith had been Neo. But he turned it down. You want to know what movie he turned it down for? Is it Men in Black? No. No? What is it? Wild Wild, wild West. Oh, no. Will. <laughs> Will, why? <laughs> oh, such an awful choice. Uh, but no, that's... I just wanted to say that because I thought that was a very hilarious tidbit that I found out when I was researching this film. But, yeah, I don't have any flaws, really, with this movie. The acting is fun. Like, mm -hmm. people can talk about uh, Keanu Reeves being, like, wooden or, you know, he's just being Keanu Reeves. But, yeah, like, uh, it, it I love him in this movie. I, I think it works for Neo because uh, anybody could put themselves on that blank canvas that he provides for us <laughs> uh, <laughs> i don't really well, I actually also, feel that way i really like no. keanu and i like watching most stuff that he's in so 
Yeah. I, I only mention it because I've heard people say that and I never get it because I always love Keanu Reeves. I think he's fucking fun. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not going to say he's the best actor out there. No, but sure. he, he always has so much fun with his roles and you can tell it. Um, and I love him as Neo. I think I like Trinity more than both Morpheus and Neo. Carrie Ann yeah. Moss is so much fun and She's she just gets better great. and better. Yeah. Yeah. I- I do, I do particularly like her in this film and in the last film. That last yeah. film was amazing with her, I think. You talking rebooted, number four? Yes. <laughs> rebooted. <Yeah>. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I, I don't know. The, this first one is a, is a fabulous start. It yeah. gets four stars. It's a very yeah. fun, very easily rewatchable film. And yes, God might speak to you so, through it. So I understand. <laughs> I understand your stepmother. So, uh, if you think God speaks to you, this is a movie that you're going to enjoy. I give it a face. I don't know if I give it a face and a half. I've watched it enough that maybe. I I don't know. I feel like it is great, but maybe... I don't know. I don't necessarily care for everything that was just so exploded from the imagery in this movie. Uh, If it was just contained to this movie, I think I would enjoy it a lot more. But that's that's not, I guess, a critique of the movie. (laughs) But I feel like, like, though, if there is if there is confusion in your heart about whether it's a one and a half star or one and a half face or not, yeah, face and a half, Jesus. Then I think that in and of itself just You're makes right. it a face, right? That's right. It's just a face. It's it's really good. I definitely have watched it a million times and will watch it more. So right there, you go. I didn't really. We didn't really Easily talk about re-watch. the crew very much, but well, we have to leave something for you guys to go watch and experience. <laughs> exactly. And there's still there's still three more. We got we got the Matrix coming up coming at you for a whole month. That's well, right. Not. Not, not in within a month, a month yeah. but yeah, but across the span of a month, yeah, yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I think that's the show. I've been uh, the Green Traveler from Gorsh, and I've been the Faceless Leon. Thank you so much for listening. Safe travels, and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works Nineteen. If you like the show, please show your support by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, subscribe, wherever you might listen. We also now have a Patreon account. If you feel so inclined to support us in a financial manner, please become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. You can also find more information about us on our Facebook account or on the FictionWorks19 Instagram account. Thank you so much for listening.